This is a piece by a guy named Larry Taunton. Larry who? Never heard of her. What sort of a man is he? Pick from Bama. A man like any other, but more so. Well, I thought he was dead. This is the Larry Alex Taunton Show. Let's light this candle. Welcome in to the Larry Alex Taunton Show. I am Amy Beth Shaver here with Larry Alex Taunton, sir. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. How are you? I'm very good. I'm glad that it's the season. Tis the season to be... Jolly. And, and I'm jolly. Are you jolly? I'm very jolly. <laughs> I'm especially jolly after the lunch your wife made us. Um, but I'm very jolly and you know, happy. The things she produces in that break room are amazing. I mean, we probably have the best break room ever. <laughs> you know, I with think the comfiest do. seats today we and had, the best TV. Today we had enchiladas. and uh, They were fabulous. They were spot on. And uh, I did enjoy that. Enjoyed the conversation. And uh, we've got some uh, chilly Christmas weather. So, yeah. So I'm ready to go today. All right. So here's, here's the first question. When do you remember or when do you first remember Christmas? Like, were you five, six? Mm. Like, what's that age where you thought, ah, oh, I, I know this? You know, but probably uh, my memory is the result of seeing family photos. You know, like, in other words, I can remember the events in the photos. Um, but probably when we lived at Fort Gordon, okay. which is Augusta, Georgia, uh, when I was uh, a wee lad of probably about four, a wee lad, just a <laughs> wee lad of four, and uh, and it's I remember my dad sitting behind me holding my hands, and um, we're playing Rock'em Sock'em Robots against oh, my brother. My word! I loved Rock'em Chris Shaver. Sock'em do you hear this? Robots. He loved those. Well, I have a Rock'em Sock'em Robot on my desk. I went and bought Rock'em Sock'em Robots just so I could pull the robots off and use because I love rock of sock of robots. They are one of the best, you know, some of those old games, this may be going a different direction than you meant to go. And I'm just so sorry, but some of those old games that are pre electronics, mm -hmm. like there was a, I bet Chris Shaver had this one. There was this football thing. Oh, yeah. It was a football field. Oh, and it was metal. Absolutely. And you would turn it on. Producer Matt is, uh, is nodding. You turn it on and it vibrate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yes. Your players would yes. move. They, they didn't always move the yeah. right direction. And then I think of um, I think of air hockey. I loved air hockey, oh my foosball. Goodness. Yes, those are great. And kids today, they're absolutely clueless on these things. But anyway, I remember Rock'em Sock'em Robots. How about you? Well, I remember about the same age, about four or five. We were in Ohio. My grandparents lived there, and he was, you know, I was at the beginning. And they were at the end of having kids. And so he was still in high school and he took me down to see the tree before anybody was supposed to be up. And he said, mm. close your eyes. Don't look at the Santa Claus gifts, but I'll take you to look at the tree. And I remember thinking, he's a cool dude yeah, for taking me down. And this is actually my uncle. Oh, your uncle. And um, so, yes, let me say that my grandparents, young or only boy, there were two more after him, but their only boy. And he did cool things like that because that's what uncles do. They do cool things. Yes. And so I was probably like five or six. And that was also the year I do recall. And I'm seeing a cousin of mine in a few weeks. And she can tell me if this is true, where it snowed. 
Mm. And we would come up from Alabama. And so to see the snow was magical. That's cool. And uh, so that was pretty neat. But the games that I remember are probably just basically girl games like Candyland. Yeah. You know, which we played a lot of because a we have our own girls. Skill. I mean, <laughs> you really have to be sharp to play that game. <laughs> but Candyland, but also my dad had us play chess even from the time we were little. Yeah, look at you trying to balance that out you now. Know, <laughs> I, I want to let you know <laughs> there is something there. Amy Beth, um, Grandmaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hated it, but it was fun because the chess table was beautiful. Um, and then, you know, we'd play outdoor games. We'd play a lot of soccer, but not necessarily board games. But I do remember Candyland because who doesn't? It's beautiful. It's pink. Well, I think of our two memories, mine's better. Yeah, you know what? It probably is. Because I played Rock of Soccer you Robots played, well, while boys you were playing Candyland. Games. Well, Candyland, and how about Barbies? Like you didn't, you didn't get to play with Barbies. Well, we got to play with Barbies. I have some very good Barbie memories, actually, and um, you'll love this. Uh, a buddy and I. Um, we were big into BB guns oh, and gosh. we would set up all the Barbies and things like that that we could find at a distance. And he would have, I would have, we'd have the equal number. We'd divide them <laughs> and, um, and I would set mine up and he would set his up and we would shoot at each other's and whoever had the last Barbie standing, mm -hmm. you know, one, sure. but we put a lot of holes in Ken, uh, a lot of holes in Barbie um, and how, how did you get the Barbies? <laughs> well, there, there was there was some subterfuge, you know, involved in that. I didn't have a sister, at least I didn't have a okay. little sister. Okay, he had two sisters. Okay, and um, so he would manage to find those Barbies. I frankly, I have no idea where he got them, but we had more fun shooting those Barbies, and we would use little, you know, the little plastic army men. Oh, for sure, which required more skill because they were much smaller. And we would set them up all over, you know, just dozens of them and then shoot them. And it was so much fun. Oh, my word. Today, I'm, kids would, I guess, probably go to jail for that. But it was, Probably, but it's it what great. you did. I mean, I remember when my, when my brother got a BB gun and I said, well, let me shoot it. And I didn't know that they, even that little thing would kick. And I was like, no, nah, I think I'm done with this. Really? But I understand that young men enjoy the gun and shooting at things. We enjoy this violence. fantastic. I mean. It's Absolutely. In our nature. Well, we're playing with Play-Doh. <laughs> you guys are out there blowing things up, squirrels, acorns, you know, pine cones. This is what we did. This is yeah, what pine you cone do. Battles. We had vicious pine this cone battles. This is what you do. We did I wanted no part of that. And we had BB um, gun battles and to see this this is the kind of listen, we, first of all, we should say people who are turning tuning in and are saying this is a name conversation. It's about <laughs> Today Christmas. Today is our Christmas Show. It's about Christmas and, and we're our first get to some memories. Other things, but yes, but the topic of BB guns and BB gun battles and pinecone battles is actually important because I believe that America's males today are in this sexual identity crisis because they've never been shot with BB guns <laughs> and they true. never were hit with a fresh. By the way, there's a difference between the the ones that have fanned out. You know, pine cones, yes. which when you throw them, they're like a little bit of a yeah, they don't, ball. They don't really hurt. They don't, they, versus the ones that are like throwing a rock. Yeah. Um, you know, we would get trash can lids and, um, you know, this sort of thing. And then we would have our BB gun battles. We would wear, you know, welders. Sure. You know, or, you know, a saw, you know, uh, glass units. We hit people in the eye. And we would shoot each other with BB guns. And <laughs> you weren't allowed to use, <laughs> this is so funny, you weren't allowed to shoot certain parts of the body and you could not <laughs> use pellet 
guns. Oh. Yeah, a pellet gun shoots a projectile that is pointed and will penetrate skin if it's if it's pumped up enough. BB gun, you can sometimes see it come out of the end and it kind of, you know, it it's 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 not it's it's going to sting. You're going to know you've been hit, but it's not going to penetrate the skin. And um, anyway, so we chase each other around, shoot each other, and it was it was a blast. The fact is, I'm sitting here right now. I'm thinking I had such a Norman Rockwellian youth, you know, that if Norman, like if, if they had existed when Norman Rockwell, in the era that Norman Rockwell is largely depicting, which is often, you know, Great Depression era, mm-hmm. you know, 1930s, 1940s. I don't know if BB guns existed then or not, but um, maybe they did. You know, Ralphie wanted the Red Rider BB gun, and that's set in what, the 50s? Yes. Yeah, a Christmas story. Did you know that, that they're having another Christmas story movie? I, I do, and what do you want to bet they sneak some kind of gay nonsense into it? I hope not. I really hope not. But anyway, carry on. I remember everything. the Red Rider. When and we were off air, we were talking about you know Hallmark movies. Yes. And I've heard that they're starting to put all that stuff in. They are. Them. It's disgusting. It is. Like, please just have a movie. Like, just, just a just regular keep your agendas to yourself. movie. Yeah. We will watch it. But we were watching some previews because, as I told you in the break, my husband brought Hallmark Watch because he is a manly man and he is unafraid. <laughs> you felt the need to throw to that say, in since you're now going to say he watched Hallmark romance movies. Well, we have girls. And so we they're, they're sappy and ridiculous. It's Chris Shaver. I have started watching them myself. I like them. Uh, they're good movies, okay? I mean, they're, they're, they're not going to offend you, and they're nostalgic. They're nostalgic. Look, yeah. are they going to win an Academy Award? Obviously not. But it's Christmas, and yeah. this is what you do. You turn it on. You bake with your kids. Well, while we're you talking, watch about, football, while we're talking about Christmas stuff, listen, you know, there's always these people. There's, all, there's somebody out there right now who's – who is angrily typing up an email to fire it off to us or to NRB. It's Larry Totten uh, Because they see, you know, Santa Claus in the background and they hear us talking about these things. We understand that Christmas is about the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, we absolutely get that. Um, and eventually we're going to get to our fr- favorite Christmas carols and I have strong opinions on Christmas carols. Um, but... By far, my favorite is Nat King Cole's rendition of O Holy Night. Hmm. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. How how awesome hmm. are those lyrics? And so we know the reason for the season and that Jesus Christ's birth, it gives us hope, um, particularly you know in a time... And in a place where we're seeing so much corruption, uh, a moral, political, you name it, we're witnessing it, we're seeing it across the Western world. And um, my, how hopeless I would fee- feel if it weren't for what occurred on that, you know, that Christmas day uh, that Jesus Christ was born and gave us all hope because it is our only hope. So we understand that, we know that, um, and we celebrate it, and we enjoy all the trappings, you know, of Christmas. Traditionally speaking, I right. mean, don't you agree with that? Absolutely. I think often the older I get, the more I appreciate um, Christ's birth. And I was very young when I um, decided, or you know, 
surrendered my life to Christ. I was very young. You probably like Lori. What were you like three, four? I was four. Lori and was I four. still remember that praying with my dad. I remember wow. knowing and believing and stating that that um, Noah and the ark, I was captivated by that story, yeah. was true. I understood that I was a sinner. The older I get, the more I appreciate how much of a sinner I am. But I have never known a time when I wasn't walking with Christ. And I've had people that, and, and, and you know, let me reiterate what a sinner I am. Yeah, but people whatever. have often said, you know, you're too young, you're so young. And I'm like, no, because I've had parents say, well, how can your kid know? And I'm like, when they know, they know. And I remember kneeling beside my bed. I remember the crack in the door being open. I remember that where I met the Lord. And I'm so thankful for that because then you begin to consider the Christmas story. I've been pregnant at Christmas before, which makes it very special because you think, how could you have been a teenage girl and have this baby in a world where you're not married to your husband, where you're rejected, you're alone, and here you have to go. And I've had a child naturally by accident in a barn or a cave, and you're expected to put that newborn child in a trough. And here's the light of the world filling up a cold stone trough with new life and new light. And that's astounding to me. And that's Christmas. And you're right. That's our hope. He is our hope. And that's what allows us then um, to be jovial around the holidays when the world has gone dark. And to not be threatened, to not be threatened by um, the traditions that go with it. You know, Matt, the producer over there is uh, choking on a Krispy Kreme donut or jelly beans beans or some other sort of Christmas uh, Cookie over there. Either that or he's hitting the eggnog. Did, is it spiked today? <laughs> I think it may be. <laughs> <laughs> is that Who what's knows? happened? But Who knows? We're not threatened by the uh, all the things that go along with, uh, with, with Christmas. Again, and I'm speaking traditionally, that so many of these things have changed. When I think of, let's let's talk for just a minute about favorite Christmas movie. I want to talk about Christmas traditions. Okay. Your, yours growing up, mine growing up. Um. But it's interesting because when I think of favorite Christmas movies, I think of a Christmas Carol. That's a that's a um, a staple, you know, in my my house. And I used to read to the to the kids when they were little. I would read to them every year, um, Charles Dickens, a Christmas Carol. Yes, and I would read that to them, which of course, um, it's. 19th century, and so the language sometimes needs some explaining, at least the first time or two that you read it to them, and um, helping them to understand some of the context there. But it's very interesting because you know what version I think is most faithful to the book? Which one? The Muppet Christmas Carol. Really? Yes. Really? (laughs) I don't mean because of Rizzo and all that kind of stuff, but I mean it begins, first of all, with the actual words. (laughs) Um, you know that Marley was dead as a, a doornail. Uh, that's straight out of the. That's straight out of the book. They don't gut it of its Christian significance, um, which many do. Many have turned them into a very uh, the, the secular version. It's all materialistic. It's all about getting stuff. You know that that um, <clears throat> Scrooge goes from being you know a, a, a miser to giving everybody lots of stuff. Well, the actual story is is far more substantive to, than that. It's, of course, a very Christian story, um, and 
by that I mean in in every way. It's a it's it's a Christian story, and it isn't so much about stuff as it is forgiveness of debt, mm-hmm. and it's forgiveness of um, it's helping people, showing grace and mercy to people, whether it's Tiny Tim mm-hmm. and helping him, you know, because he's ill, or it's giving Bob Cratchit a raise in a in a better place, you know, better circumstances that he's in. It's not so much about you know, you know, giving the child a pony, you know, on, right. on Christmas Day. And um, I feel like I'm up at Christmas Carol is, is pretty faithful mm-hmm. to that. Whereas most versions of a Christmas Carol gut it utterly of yeah. its of its Christian significance. Yeah. I think that for our kids and the memories that I have of the books and the movies around that time, two things. They were in a private Christian school for a very long time. And so I remember two things that each child had to memorize. And it happened for several years in a row, Luke 2. Okay. So it was very precious to hear the them. Christmas story every I mean, year, Luke the two. Christmas yep. story. So you hear their little tiny five-year-old voices trying to recite it. Um, and then as they grow older, they're still reciting it every year during December. And then they were all part of a sweet musical written by the superintendent. Well, actually, she was the superintendent of the lower schools. Um, three tall trees. And, and so they remember that. And we remember those things because that's, that's what was happening around our house at that time. And then Chris would read them, you know, the night before Christmas. And um, he was (laughs) probably upset when they stopped listening because like you, he likes to read to them and he read a good number of books to them over the years. Um, But at Christmas time, those were the traditions and the things that we were a part of that still, stick in my mind to this day. Yeah, those are great. Those are those are so much fun. The kids look forward to them. Yep. They look forward to every night. You know, we mm-hmm. would start maybe December 1. Yes. Somewhere in there and you're you're reading a stave, you know, a yes. chapter yes. like they call them in uh, in that book. And then we have um, a certain set of movies that we we trot out. And uh, each year, most of them are old, you know, that is to say you know, probably from my mother's era, you know, maybe, you know, things like It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. One that we've just added in the last 10 years is it's called It Happened on Fifth Avenue. Oh. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It was Frank Capra was um, was making it. Okay. At the same time as uh, It's a Wonderful Life, and they pulled him off of that to go to It's a Wonderful Life. Really? And then um, It Happened on Fifth Avenue for whatever reason – you know these legal things we don't understand. Um, that movie was a it was a, apparently a fairly big hit, but for legal reasons it was mothballed for like sixty years. Really, and it's it's either Netflix or Amazon Prime who in about the last ten years has managed to get it out of out of the lockbox of a lockbox where no one could watch it. You couldn't get it. You couldn't watch it. Because oh, I would it was love it because of the rights. And now all of a sudden it's starting to gain in popularity as people are discovering it. But it's a it's a fun little movie about an extremely wealthy man who lives for part of the year in, let's say, Manhattan, and then part of the year in in let's say Florida, and a hobo who moves into his house when he goes to Florida, he lives in Manhattan and then swaps when he goes to the Oh, you're and kidding. He know, okay. And throughout the movie he's doing it. that. And um and then kind of a, a sweet element to the story is he he meets the daughter of this very wealthy man who never lets on she's the daughter and that she's living in the house too. And so he thinks she's like him and of course she's not. <laughs> and uh but then then more and more people start joining the house, but it's a sweet film. 
very much of the era, you know, I'd say the movie is like 1946, 47. Mm. It's dealing with issues of that time, which are soldiers coming home um, from uh, from the war and looking for work. And then another one that we absolutely love called Holiday Affair, which is Robert Mitchum. And uh, this one we've added to the rotation about the last 10 years. Robert Mitchum, who I love, and um, Janet Leigh. Oh. You know, the mother of yes. Jamie Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis. Curtis. Mm-hmm. Janet Lee, one of Hollywood's, you know, uh, most beautiful women. And that movie is really powerfully dealing with an issue of that time, and that is war widows. Um, mm-hmm. She's feels a loyalty to her husband who's killed in, you know, D-Day or something like that. And she meets Robert Mitchum. And she has this, you know, she, the struggle of she allowed to move on with her life or does she not? <laughs> and Robert Mitchum plays a real likable alpha male character <laughs> who um, is refuses to kind of play the games that she's wanting to play. And there's it's all taking place at Christmas. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's really well done. It's a sweet, sweet film. And um, we've we've enjoyed that. So yes, holiday affair, and um, it happened on fifth. What are some of your favorites? So I have several. One is older that I've loved since I was a child, and that would be Holiday Inn. Okay, I love Holiday Inn. I absolutely yeah, that's great. Bing Crosby. stop all the things yeah, when Holiday great. Inn is on. And Chris finally recorded it for me so I can go back and watch it anytime. Yep, we have it. Um, but things do come to a screeching halt. Like if I'm like uh, everybody. Stop. I'm, I'm sitting down right now. I'm going to watch it. <sighs> so good. So that that would be one of my... Oh, such yeah, that's a, a great good movie. Um, White Christmas. A um, and then... And then a newer movie. Well, there's two. One, White Christmas, I've never really gotten into. I mean, it's Maybe because good. I don't like Danny Kaye and I know he's gay. Well, look. Or I, I think Mir- uh, yeah. Miracle on 34th. Never really did much for me, but... But I would say Holiday Inn, hands down, bow, ta-da. Yeah, yeah. There's the movie on the platter. Now, I loved Annie. Annie. And it's a musical. I've never seen it. And it, it closes, it wraps at Christmas. And I, it was the first musical I was in. And I was in the sixth grade with Town and Gown. And I loved it. So I love that. And then with, when the kids came along, we started watching Home Alone on repeat um, on Christmas Eve. And it's a ridiculous movie. How I can recognize you not that. Like Home Alone? But it is hilarious. It is funny. And, and so, it is I funny. mean, are there Home Alone 2, 3, 4, and 5? Very family affirming. Very family affirming. But as you travel, as you have a large family, as we travel with our large family, you see how somebody could get left behind. Oh, absolutely. It could happen. <laughs> when I was a child and we would travel with my mother's extended family, there's 30 of us. Yeah. Oh, and it's, wow. it's huge. She's oldest wow. of six. And so, so many people would get on the plane and everybody's counting off their kids and their family and <laughs> making sure the rows are. So that really hit yeah, home. Yeah, that could really happen. With me. I can see that. Uh, so I absolutely love that. But it happened to him like that. three times, didn't it? Three times. And then movie four or five, and there may be a six. Is there, I, is there that many of them? I don't know. I, didn't I know that. love I knew there were Home Alone. Three. I love Home Alone 2. Home Alone 3, eh. The kids think it's funny. Yeah. But I'll have to ask them now that they are older and more well, erudite. Bing Crosby is hard not to lie. It's hard not to lie. How about. How about, let's see, um, a couple of other Christmas movies. How about The Bells of St. Mary? Have you ever seen that one? I think I have seen The Bells of St. Mary. Who's a dark-headed lead? um, uh, Ingrid Bergman. Yes. 
the beautiful Ingrid Bergman and Bing Crosby in that one. And it, she has a disease. She's dying. Yes. Yes, I have. I've and, seen that several uh, times. It takes place in a school. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the new a priest Mm -hmm. um, who's brought in um, Bing Crosby and he has the very tough job of having to move her out because she has to go to a warm climate and this kind of stuff. And she's very dedicated to the kids in this school. That's a, that's a very sweet film. I like that one. That is very good. All right. You know what we need to do? We need to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to hit desserts (laughs) the best. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the Larry Alex Taunton Show. Larry is my favorite player. All right, welcome back. We we neglected to talk about something that I don't know how you're going to feel. <laughs> uh, are these or is aren't it about these? Rock'em sock'em robots. Because it's I'm not all about in. rock'em sock'em <laughs> robots. This is a, a, to to put a nice bow on our movie conversation. Are these or are are they or aren't they Christmas movies? Okay. We're going towards Die Hard here, aren't we? Well, Die Hard. There's a Rocky at Christmas. There's a Lethal Weapon, um, which, by the way, Joe Pesci cracks me up. What do you think about that? Um, I am definitely on the side of Die Hard is not a Christmas okay. movie. All right. Because to, to, for it to be a Christmas movie, it doesn't, in my mind, doesn't just have to occur during during Christmas. It has to be about Christmas in some way. And the movie isn't about Christmas. Now, I enjoy Die Hard. You know, probably like most of the the, the men in uh, in this audience, I do. Um, I've gotten a kick uh, out of uh, out of that film. But um, I vote no okay. on Christmas movie. But I notice this comes up every year, and I'm sure the producer of that film and whoever owns the rights to it are thrilled to death by it because I bet you there's a spike in viewership every year at this time. Probably. And also with uh, a spike in viewership with the James Bond on repeat around the holidays. Yeah, well, those are, those are, but those those are fun are just, to watch. Those are just fun, but not necessarily holiday movies at all. I just know that they're on during the holidays. But do you season. think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Well, if I'm taking the view that it's a movie that happens during the grit of Christmas and the the realities of real life, possibly. Do they celebrate Christmas? No, they do not. Do they blow things up? And is it a fun movie? Yes, it is. While they're, they blow things up while there are Christmas trees in the background. And I'm not sad about and that. And while there's somebody going, oh, the weather outside <laughs> is frightful. Oh, my gosh. We almost Fire left out. Is you guys. So delightful. Oh, my kids would be so upset if I left. You know, I can keep singing in you, it, narr- while you narrate. Larry, what about Christmas Vacation? Christmas Vacation. Why am I having a hard time remembering that? Oh, Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. We almost left that out. Yeah, we almost left that out. Wow, that would have been bad. Is... Yes, Christmas Vacation. Also ridiculous, but... Also ridiculous, um, very secularized version of um, of Christmas. But I put it on the periphery. I, I, this this does not belong. It's in the courtyard of the Gentiles. Okay, okay. Let's put it there. All right, or as my children it's recently found out, in. you're saying there's a courtyard, the court of women in the temple? Yes. <laughs> so that was a whole other discussion. Anywho. Favorite Christmas movie? Did you did you say that? Already? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to just go back to the definitive Holiday Inn is my oh oh you lying liars who lie and you smell like beef and cheese, Elf. Do you okay. hate Elf? You hate Elf. You, he hates it. 
I hate Elf. <laughs> Our family I hate is elf. divided. But, see, you must understand why. Why? Because I hate Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I do not think Will Ferrell is funny. Yeah. Okay. There's the very rare occasion where I've thought he is funny, but his shtick gets just a little bit old for me. Yeah. It's a little too Jerry Lewis ish. Yeah. It, it's and sticky. I don't care for Jerry or Jim Carrey. And I don't, I definitely don't like Jim Carrey. But um, he eh, used to be funny. Jim Carrey used to be funny, Bob by the way. Newhart mm, is funny. He is funny. I agree Bob with that. Bob Newhart is very funny. The Bob Newhart show? Yes. And uh, have you ever seen that little video, Stop It? <laughs> no. I got to show you that one. We're in okay. a commercial break. It's okay. one of the funniest things you'll ever see. <laughs> but he, um, you, you go Darryl on YouTube and Darryl? watch this, type in Bob Newhart, Stop It. Okay. And uh, you will find this. It's uh, it's so very funny. All right. It's something he did, I think, on Mad TV. Um, but it's uh, but it's funny. But um, yeah, I think I think the Christmas movies have got to be about Christmas, and that gets just too off. I don't know. I just found it too silly for me. But I gather you love it. No, I don't necessarily love it. I, I it took me once through to find out why people liked it, and then yeah. I was like, "This is funny." And then about the it is 15th interesting. Time, a lot of people do like it. They do like it, and I think it's he says some funny things, but I think it gets pretty old pretty fast. Yeah. Um, but I believe that it does have a cult following. I, it, I'm going to stick does, with weirdly. Holiday Inn is my go-to Christmas so. movie. It's a Wonderful Life has got to be. Yes, it was it's my up wife there. that introduced. I'd never seen that in childhood. Never, never saw it. And uh, Lori um, introduced me to that movie, and uh, and I've loved it, of course, ever yeah, since. It's a, great it's movie. a Wonderful Life is just a just a wonderful film. George Bailey. And how can you not like Donna Reed? Yeah, she's great. She is she great is. in that movie. When I saw her in he From Here to Eternity and she plays kind of a sinister mm. jaded it was upsetting for me. I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no my Donna Reed can't be like that. I I don't want to see her in that kind of role, but there she is. There she was. It just goes to show you what a good actress. What a good actress she was. But no, I I loved her in Jimmy Stewart in that film and and uh, so many other characters in that film. He had to like it. All right. So I don't want to introduce the next segment. Okay, go. Let's hear it. Um, You're going to but, introduce but it. But I'm so going to introduce it because I, it's Christmas. It's a Christmas show and I can. <laughs> okay, what is it? It's it's the ABS moment. Okay, let's hear it. So. We have to do this properly. Okay, all right. ABS moment is your initials, your monogram, Amy Beth Shaver which for me, anytime I see ABS, it's on my dashboard and it's automatic braking system. So when what are you slamming the brakes on today? It happened last night when we Sounds went like somewhere. Sounds like a movie right there. It, it does, <laughs> about last night. Um, there was a, and, and it was good. It was good. We went for dinner and dessert at a little burger shop and it was delicious. And surprisingly, they gave so many toppings inside their little concrete thing. I don't even know what it is, but it's ice cream with mix-ins like cookie dough or concrete you can get thing. like Oreos. Have you been? I'm just going to say the name of the restaurant, Culver's. They have these no, magical like scoops of deliciousness <laughs> they can put in there. Okay. No. All right. Into ice cream. Into ice cream. Mix it around. So it's, and like so it's really, it's like Dairy Queen, but better. Okay. But better. And so you need a spoon. You, you can't just have a straw. you got to have a spoon to get the, the cookies kind or the Reese's Peanut Cup. Yeah. But what about all the times through childhood? This is what has me triggered. 
where you can go to other restaurants and they don't put, for example, at McDonald's, enough hot fudge on your hot fudge sundae, or they don't put enough toppings in your ice cream. And they, they kind of rip you off a little bit. And maybe they're young and you don't know what to say to them because you're like, I just paid good money for that hot fudge sundae. And you barely put any fudge on it. Like barely any rings of hot fudge. Has that ever happened to you before? Do you like the hot fudge sundae? You know, I have to say that probably like Chris Shaver, I've gone through life always getting extras on everything. Yeah, you really have. This so is so irritating. I, uh, this is unbelievably irritating. I don't irritating. know that I've ever experienced that. I usually get, they usually give me extra stuff. So you're saying that the machine is never broken when you go to McDonald's <laughs> to get your hot fudge Not a single time in my life, not once. I, in fact, I was shocked when I heard that this was a, some kind it's of nationwide thing. crisis. It's a thing. It's never happened to me. Although I have to say that it, McDonald's is not where I would go. See, I grew up in a town where there was a, a Dairy Queen and we usually went to the Dairy Queen. Well, of course And there was did. also a, what's it called? Tasty Freeze Tasty or something Freeze. like that. Oh, yeah. So you were near the Tasty Freeze. Yeah. So oh. I would go to a, a, go to a place like that. And um, and when they saw me coming, they just throw on extras of, of everything. Did. Of course so, they did. I mean, uh, this was... is the way your life went. And we, we appreciate that so much. But for us regular people. Um, In fact, I always liked it because the mm. hot fudge... <laughs> Oh my gosh. The way I uh, always remember it is not the way you describe it at all. It's that there was pools of <laughs> of hot, hot fudge oh, sure. in the in the uh -huh. in the little bowl, sure. you know, so it would go off the top and then fill up kind yeah, of on the this sides. This is not What does this have to do with Christmas? But I'm, I'm desserts, all ready to eat it. It has to do with desserts because we <laughs> we associate First of all, Jesus, A, number one. B. I submit my requests. B. I don't make any Movies, Christmas movies. And then C, and yes, I know I said one, B, and C. C is going to be the dessert portion of Christmas because we have Christmas dinner and however you celebrate that and how, whatever foods you serve, serve it. That's great. But I'm waiting for dessert. And so we are <laughs> swerving into the discussion of what are your favorite Christmas desserts? Yeah, well, Christmas desserts, we touched on this in a, in a podcast about a month ago where we were talking about um, uh, banana cream pie, which mm. I believe one of my favorite human beings on the planet is going to make sometime soon and it's going to appear here. But uh, <laughs> my mom's pound cake, uh, pecan pie. Okay. I love pecan Do pie. Do you? Okay, with ice cream or without? But probably without, maybe oh, just really? a little bit of whip whipped cream on Heated it. Heated up or cold? Heated. Okay. But yeah. I mean, you're, it, these are little things. You I quibble will over. eat it either way, but I like it heated and where it's just melting on it just a little bit. Those are things. My my uh, uh, my wife makes a pretzel. I don't know what you want to call it. To call it a pretzel salad is not quite right, but it's some kind of mush marshmallowy. Jelloey, oh, yes, pretzel that's salad. a throwback. You probably that's know what delicious. That is. Strawberry, very, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, that's with it. whipped cream. Yes, yes, that's pretty darn good. And um, hmm. shortbread, I, I do love shortbread. Okay, I love shortbread and um, fudge. See, what I do is Lori, bless her soul. She will say, would you like X this year or X? Or I'm thinking about X. Or the, and see, what you women do, and I'm going to say, I'm just sorry, it's all of you. You all do this. <laughs> is you feel the need to try new things. 
We do. See, I, I think I speak for Chris Shaver and myself and just about every man on the planet. We believe that once you have found a good thing, you stick with it. <laughs> you stick with it. So we don't want to sit down at Christmas and you say, well, this year I decided to try a new recipe in my pound cake. We're going, but what was wrong with the old one? You okay. see? Okay. So uh, advice I would give to ladies who are watching, um, don't go changing your recipes unless they were terrible recipes and everybody hated them. Okay. But presumably they weren't um, because they become family staples. And so we arrive at the, uh, as males, we arrive at the table with an expectation that what we had last year and the year before. And so they're, they're going to be there because that's part of the tradition. I don't want new stuff. Don't do this to me. And um, anyway, but Lori usually says, hey, I'm thinking about, now I, I put in my request. I go, pecan pie, pound cake, honey baked ham. You know, and on down the list. And uh, yeah, I look forward to that. So let me ask you this. When you are going through your meal request, because we do have a discussion. You're it's right. Kind of like I'm we on a, it's kind of like I'm on a plane and they submit the, yes, the yes. menu mm -hmm. for you to check the boxes. Yes. Anyway, go ahead. So, which is a very lovely thing <laughs> when that happens uh, versus being dished out, whatever yes. that is. 100%. Ooh. Uh, so... Here's the question, because we were discussing desserts. Um, the kids obviously like the basics, ham. We've decided that not many people like turkey. We like ham. Um, yeah, mashed potatoes, split down. But Chris loves uh, stuffing or dressing, whichever. <laughs> yes, stuffing. You know, stuffing, stuffing, stuffing. It, and lots stuffing. of stuffing. Lots of stuff. It has to be uh, moist. It cannot be dry and crumbly. Yes. That's disgusting. Zachary, my youngest son, Zachary, and I, we eat loads of stuffing. Yeah, stuffing's delicious. And I'm going to tell you, this is a cheat, but stovetop uh, with perfect. some extra no, onions great. and butter thrown it's in. It's good. Mm. So you, stuff, stuffing is good. You know, th those are the things. Uh, I have one daughter who absolutely has to have green bean casserole with a lot of uh, yeah. fried onions I on the eat top. I veggies, but that makes it, that appears on our table. You know, that that's on the table. Um, and see, you know, rolls. now I have, by the way, now I have daughters-in-law. Yes. Oh. Who also brings stuff. Yes. And, and this is what we do. We bring things. So the ladies all, um, you know, listen, this show is very traditional on this show. We, we have a strict separation of roles. Yes, this is true. <laughs> And we're and so, unashamed about it. Imagine so that. The you know my wife being the patriarch, the matriarch here, um, she's you know they're they're assigning who's bringing what. You're bringing this dessert. You're bringing this. You're bringing that. And uh, and we sit back waiting for it all to magically appear yes, on the table. Yes, yes, you do. Well, and and so here's the question: When you get down to dessert after you have stuffed your face, yeah. and you gentlemen have taken a break or you haven't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it just really depends on the year and what you're feeling and what's on TV and are there games on that you actually want to watch. We play watch. a lot of games. You know, that kind of thing. So <clears throat> we come down to, is it going to be apple pie? I've decided that not as many people love pumpkin pie as I do. So I'll just make myself my own pumpkin pie because it's delicious. And my mom and grandmother and all my aunts make delicious pie. Well, Banana cream pie. Slices. You know, I mean, yes. we're not sad about any of these. I'll render judgment. But here's the thing. Do you just give yourself a piece of all of it? Like, do you do um, a, a, a piece of pecan pie? Would you also include the pound cake with it? Or yes. would you? Yes. Okay. And yes. then in the next day, would you toast that pound cake with butter for breakfast? You know, as I've my mother-in-law's tradition. That. that actually is a genius idea. I've never I'm going to let you know that it's amazing. But I love 
dipping the pound cake into coffee. Oh, no, I've not tried that. Yeah, it's Kind of like a donut. Yeah. Pound cake and uh, coffee go... Okay. Well, well, I do it with a donut, too. I mean, I'm not above it. But, no, no. But, <laughs> Who but is? After, you know? after Thanksgiving and Christmas... There's no donuts in the house. It's pound cake. And so oh, I, I so like good. it. Pound Sour cake cream, and coffee cake. are just mm. perfect together. But I'm see, make I have a weekend. tradition because, see, I, I'm i an inventor of a sandwich. <laughs> what is the sandwich? I am. I'm an inventor. You didn't know this. I don't. I mean, I'm waiting. You, you didn't know this, but move over, Iron Chef. I am an inventor of a sandwich. And it's the post-Thanksgiving, post-Christmas sandwich. And I'm going to okay. share it okay. with you. All right. You take some. <laughs> <laughs> you you take some ham or turkey, whichever is available. Okay, all right. And I'm putting ham. You you place it on bread slathered in butter. Okay, okay, okay. Now, is this a Sister Schubert roll, or is this one of those yeast rolls that y- your girls have made? Those it's usually bread made out of our bread machine. Okay. You know, which, oh, which yes, makes your wife great, makes great bread. Great bread. Okay, so okay. It's, it's big. Pillowy bread, yummy. Pillowy. Yes, okay. Love that. <laughs> and you put your turkey or your your um, your ham on there. Okay. And then you put some stuffing on there. Okay, okay. I like this. I like where this is headed. Okay. And now you have to kind of press it together because stuffing, you know, tends to, to crumble up. So I would say, I would say, make sure you you. You stuff your stuffing. Yes, sure. And then you put some salt and pepper on top of that. Then you put some gravy mm, left over mm. on top of that. Okay. Then you put some cheese on top. Oh, of that. this and is then good. You grill it. Oh no, that is fancy right there. It's like I, stop right I'm now. I'm the inventor now, of this. Do you sandwich. mean and the grill I, grill, or do you mean George Foreman grill? Well, either one would work, um, but I would say I just grill grill it, okay. and it's really, really good. And some people would add, you know, post-grilling, sure. right? they would open it up and add just a little bit of cranberry sauce. Uh, I was wondering if you're going to throw some cranberry sauce See, in there. Some cranberry sauce okay. works in it, and that sandwich is famous in my family. And I invented it. You know what? I think that because my husband is on call uh, for Christmas this year, he's going to hear this yes. and he's going to he, want that sandwich because he, uh, he loves he, a good I sandwich. Want, I want Chris Shavers. I respect to receive a note. Okay. Handwritten. Okay. Um, from Chris Shaver. Absolutely. With a... Hobby Lobby gift card. Okay. You know and, what? Uh, because you love Hobby Lobby so much. You know, in fact, we'll all go to dinner. Hallmark Christmas and Lori movie and I DVD. will just sit and talk, and you guys can go wander the aisles of Hobby Lobby and, and buy things um, because that's what you do. Here you see. Yes, it's uh, you know that you know it's amazing some of the interesting things you find at um, at Hobby Lobby. It's very true. But I have to tell you that sandwich. You know, of course, you know my mom and. Uh, Lori give me a hard time about that sandwich because they say none of the ingredients am I responsible for. I say that's irrelevant because did Ford invent the wheel? <laughs> no. no, but he did give us he did give us the 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 the, the American automobile, and um, he had the genius to recognize how all these things that other people had invented could be combined into a single thing that was. Better than all, better than the sum of its parts. Absolutely. And that's what I've done with this sandwich. You know what? So, on behalf of everyone, I say thank you. (laughs) 
Thank you. Before we've even tried it, it sounds delicious. It's awesome. Um, it might bring people to fisticuffs if they were to take the sandwich I, into work and put it into the fridge you know, in the break room. I think some people are going to dispense with their traditional Christmas dinners and just have my sandwich. Well, they may. We may. You don't know. And it should be called, by the way, the Larry Sandwich. <laughs> I, if I see okay. this sandwich anywhere on social media <laughs> or in a restaurant, I am suing. Listen, you should. There you is, should. There's got to be a little, a little. What would it, would it be? A trademark or it just an a R? TM. Or you, would it be a C? You remember the French, the little flag that used to come in sandwiches <laughs> at, at like restaurants. <laughs> That's right. You know. Little, so this one would be the Larry, That's and right. it would just go in there. But it'd be it, an American TM. flag. In, uh, obviously, an American flag. <laughs> it needs to be an American Obvi, flag. As my the flag. Say. If you're playing a flag in my sandwich, it's going to be the stars and stripes. America. <laughs> America. That's why. Okay, so when we come back, we are going to talk about our this biggest... This is a Christmas show. It is a Christmas show. Full of inanity. So we have dispensed with all of the food, all of the movies uh, we, can, we can give you. But here, we'll end, perhaps on a serious note, uh, takeaways that we've learned this year. Stay Absolutely. tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back. All right, Larry, in the break, you ask a really good question. So do you mind sharing that? Well, here in this final segment, let's talk a little bit about, you know, Christmas from a spiritual point of view. You know, your family, when you were a child, at, like my family, took Christmas seriously. And uh, now that you're a mom, wife and mom, uh, your family takes Christmas seriously, and you're a believer, and uh, you were a believer, you know, when you came straight out of the womb. Um, what does what does it mean to you from the perspective first of a child as a child, and now as a wife and mother? So, as a child, the Christmas story was highlighted, and and I was captivated by the Christmas mm -hmm. story just by the baby Jesus because I think when you're a little girl, <clears throat> babies are fascinating; they just are. Um, and so it meant that our family would get together and we would go to church together and we'd go watch the singing Christmas tree in my grandparents' church in Ohio. They would have that living Christmas tree with the choir and it was beautiful. And sometimes we would sing Handel's Messiah. Like it was a beautiful reflection of Christmas as, as much as a child could understand. Now it means that I am getting together with my family. We are going to a candlelight service. We are going to worship um, because that's what this holiday is about, is worshiping our risen Lord. Um, but it also, you know, burns in my heart for my children to know and to carry on, to walk with the Lord, to learn the thing that I, I actually wrote and, and kept a note of it in my phone this year. This is what I want them to know, is um, the beauty of travailing prayer and the beauty of, and it's a psalm, um, that the Lord God is my strength and he's my portion forever. This is what I want them to know. Mm -hmm. And that comes out of the hope of Christmas and of, of the birth of our Lord. Um, these are the things as we gather for candlelight services, we gather for our meal, um, that I want them to know that they've been prayed for since we found out about them, um, that there is a beauty in travailing prayer before the Lord because all is not right in this world. It's very mm -hmm. broken. Um, but in that, I also want them to know and always remember that the Lord is our portion and our strength forever. Very practical question. I think a lot of wives and mothers find they they would say a lot of the same things that you just said, or you know, some version of it. 
But at the end of the day, they end up becoming extremely stressed. Mm, yes. Doing that dinner. And then they've got all the kids coming. And, uh, you know, and the husband finds himself retreating because yes. uh, mom is starting to get really, really amped because she has the, the kids coming in and she's getting beds ready and rooms ready and she wants everything perfect. And it can make the holidays just a little miserable, actually. Uh, how do you deal with that? So I didn't, I haven't always, as I've stressed before, a rotten sinner I am. I haven't always done this well, and I'm not sure that I still do. But I think there's a pressure on women. I don't know if it's because of Pinterest or social media that we think this is the all-star holiday. Yeah. And we have to get it right. Our yeah. houses have to be perfect. They have to be clean. There can't be a drop of animal hair on the floor. No kid socks anywhere. Every bed has to be made. I mean, you're right. You, you feel this ridiculous pressure. Yeah. And it's not it at all when you reflect upon how our Savior entered the world in a very painful, smelly, dark, dank place. Um, this is how it started out. And so I would advise, especially young moms, it does not have to be right. Yeah. It is not going to be right. The holiday is about worshiping our Savior. So give yourself a break. Involve your children. So what if they, they set the table and all the knives and forks are wrong? So what if you have to ditch that and use paper plates? Who cares if you didn't put sugar in the pumpkin pie? Load it up with Cool Whip on top. I I've care. done that before. I've done that before. Uh, speaking from experience, give yourself a break yeah. and enjoy instead that your kids are going to be gone and that none of that's going to matter. Well, and uh, I, I also think that you can become a Martha, you know, during uh, um, that time where you're really missing the point. Yes. Amen. And um, and that's not to say that, you know, guys like me, you know, listen, my job, I was here speaking of the division of duties. At Christmas, my job is to eat. Yeah. <laughs> that's much, no. But seriously, I, I always want to kind of restrain Lori just a little, mm -hmm. just every now and then say, this is supposed to be a fun holiday. Yes. She's wired Chris probably, I think, fairly similar as uh, as you. She's... I always say that it's it's good women who are prone to being this way, and what I mean by that is that they're they're very conscientious, they're very duty driven, mm -hmm. they're they're conscientious of responsibility and of trying to make everything perfect and happy. And sometimes it can go to a point where now people are feeling stressed, and it's 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 rippling out to everybody where no one is really enjoying themselves. Because it's feeling like, you know, that episode of Everybody Loves Raymond where there has to be plastic on the couch you know, before they can sit on it. <laughs> you're walking you know, on eggshells. Yes. And you're you're feeling like, wow, you know, this is this is not this is not what I want it to be. This is this is not what it should be. And so on the one hand, you appreciate those I I do. I I uh, appreciate those women in my life who over the years they're they make their home something really quite remarkable and that 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 manifests itself in their hospitality it manifests itself mm -hmm. in decoration it manifests themselves in their attire it manifests itself in in the meals they serve but if it's becoming a burden to your family 
if your husband is staying in his man cave, this is very it's, it's a real painfully thing. true. If and the kids don't want to come you. down, and the kids don't, you know, if you want those kids to want to come back, you know, um, when they're really independent, uh, you need to make this a, a time that what people remember are, you know, the great memories together as a family versus good heavens, mom would get so stressed. And then when so-and-so would show up light, she'd be angry and she's determined mm. that we have to have the family photo and we have to do this. Yeah. We have to do that where it feels like a labor and then go get your dad out of the man cave. We need to move the Christmas tree, you know, or you know, what? You're just barking orders. It's, you're, yes, it's it becomes, very wise. it becomes miserable. And I, I think we want to encourage people, you know, it's, uh, it's, it is perhaps trite, but remember the reason for the season and enjoying your families. And I know for me, you know, coming up, I was grateful. I was grateful for the fact that, you know, my dad was a real rough and tumble, you know, character. He was a, um, you know, he was a, he was a career soldier and, uh, and buddy, he, he, he smacked of all of that. Um, but my dad loved Christmas. It was a funny thing. And my dad enjoyed, he took great joy in giving his children gifts. And I would get, when I was a little boy, um, I would wake my parents up, I'm sure no later than 5 a.m. Oh, my kids, we were the same way, yes. And my parents would get out of bed, would make coffee, and would come and gather around the Christmas tree and would roll with it. Yes. And then maybe they take a nap at, you know, at, it's exactly at what we do. Or something. Mm-hmm. But they would roll with that. And uh, you know, as a kid, I enjoyed that. And we would watch, you know, something like say Jesus of Nazareth mm-hmm. or something like that, which is a, a very powerful film because it's it's an it's an attempt to sort of synthesize the gospels. It contains just a little bit of of of, of them all. And now as an adult, um, I enjoy, you know, yes, bringing a a family together, but I enjoy seeing their own traditions Mm -hmm. starting to flourish. Um, I like the fact that my children like each other. Oh, isn't that a blessing? Isn't it? It's a huge blessing. They do like each other. They're still a little juvenile in that they're grown up and they'll still smack each other, shoot each other. Absolutely. And why not? But... They do enjoy getting together, and there's a lot of games that are played, and it's a it's a wonderful mm-hmm. family time, and uh, and it's a time where we we really take stock of the year, and we give thanks as we do at Thanksgiving, but we give thanks for here's what God has given us this mm-hmm. year here whatever it is that we've gone through whether it's you know say after my accident or my daughter-in-law she had open heart surgery mm-hmm. you know a young woman a girl really mm-hmm. you know having open hearts we could give we can find things to thank the lord for that's right that we're grateful for and that we're all gathered here in this moment and we're enjoying um, not just material blessings but the spiritual blessing of all being together that's just Fabulous. And for me, Christmas overshadows every other holiday. Yeah. It overshadows birthdays. It overshadows it overshadows Thanksgiving. I mean, it is the, you know, you called it, I don't remember what you just said, but you called it the what'd you call it, the all-star? It's holiday? all-star holiday. It's all-star holiday, but it is it's it's a holiday that we love the build-up to. Yes, we do. We love all the movies. We love the, the well, Lori maybe more than me, but the Christmas shopping. We love the 
the festivities. We enjoy the parties. We enjoy getting together with friends and, and doing those kinds of things. And we at Fixed Point every year put on a Christmas party where we make the, Chris, we make the Christmas party about Christmas. We read Luke 2. We read it as a family on Christmas every year. We enjoy all the movies and everything, but we read Luke 2 at our party. And uh, and we, you know, because often the Christmas parties, people feel... Yeah, they're dreary. They're just going from one corporate mm-hmm. party after another, which are often kind of awful because they're so secular and so gutted of meaning. In our Christmas party, we always hope people leave feeling refreshed, rejuvenated, and ministered. And that's what Christmas should be, don't you think? Amen. Absolutely. Uh, Well said. Um, I love that, refreshed, rejuvenated, and ministered to. Um, I agree. I'm just soaking in your words right now. Um, You know, and I think this year of all the years, just to reflect on, um, to take what you were saying about being thankful for all the things that God has done, um, I heard somebody say recently that, you know, there's plenty that we can complain about and there's plenty to talk about, but to remember specific things that the Lord has done helps when the hard times come, helps when you're scared, helps when you're at the end of the road and you think, I don't know where we're going to turn. Um, And then remember what the Lord has done and what he will do again. Um, But it all started with his son coming to earth in the form of a child an and, eternal life. I mean, an just eternal try, just life. Try like I, that. I can't. I remember as a child standing on my back deck, thinking, "Forever is a long time." Like, what? Yeah, is. What is forever like? What does that mean? Yeah, like, can't I couldn't, comprehend it. can't comprehend it. And can't wrap our brains um, around that. But at Christmas, it's a time to pause and reflect and let that soak deeply into our soul um, as we head into the new year. But for now, I'm very thankful that it is the Christmas season, and I'm looking forward to all of the things. Um, into and we, building new traditions, like you said. And we wish shavers everywhere a very Merry Christmas <laughs> and a Happy New Year. And and we wish you all a very Merry Christmas. God bless us. God bless, God bless us, everyone. Us <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all. We hope that you have enjoyed our Christmas show. Here comes Santa Claus. <laughs> Ranger's very excited. Ranger the dog is very excited about Christmas. He's up in the break room right now. Uh, but we wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all. Ladies and gentlemen, we are grateful for the standing ovation, but there will be.